The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Our friends at Podswag.com have gotten an incredible promotion for you right now. When you purchase any of our glassware, such as pint glasses or LaGreca pub glasses, you'll get 30% off. That's right. 30% off on all of our glassware, which is the lifeblood for all our daddy sodas and LaGreca shit. So take advantage of this deal while you can, because supplies won't last. Once they're gone, they're gone. So the glassware that we have available at podswag.com slash busted open, that's it. So when they're sold, you ain't going to see them again. So make sure you go to podswag.com slash busted open. I am drinking currently out of my busted open bully Ray glass. Nice. So I'm drink I'm drinking out of that. So and then and then once the show is over, maybe even before the show is over. I have my Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, and I'll be drinking that out of my uh, La Greca Daddy Soda pub glass. Make sure you get them right now at potswag.com slash busted open and get 30% off. Coming to you live from Los Angeles, home of WrestleMania 39, this is Busted Open. Joining us right now is WWE Hall of Famer Edge. Edge, thank you so much for the time. Thanks, guys. Uh, I, I was prepared to be there today. I had my Angel Dust shirt or a Pearl Jam shirt, oh. whichever way I wanted to go, either to instigate or, or feel like we're brothers. Edge, I got to say this. I was listening to a lot of Faith No More on the plane from Jersey to L.A., so I'm definitely in the mood. I would have loved to have seen you with that Angel Dust T-shirt. And, yes, you probably would have had some curse words your way if you were wearing a Pearl Jam T-shirt. <laughs> but, I, but I do want to say this, Edge, and Mark just brought this up. Since your return, and, you know, Tommy said it as well, I mean, I mean amazing matches. But everything different. I mean, you have – it's almost like – you know, fantasy. In, it's in like a, way. a chameleon. Yeah, it's like the, 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 the type of matches you've had, all different uh, since your comeback. You've got to be proud of your resume since you've come back. You know, it's, it, I, I try not to look in the past too much, to be honest, but, like, um, they've been following me for a documentary throughout this whole thing and showed me some of the footage, and I was like, wow, that, that's a lot of different stuff. And... I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud that I've tried some different stuff. I didn't just come back and want to do the greatest hits. I wanted to try and tap into some different things. So whether that was Judgment Day and trying to turn heel or whether that was, you know, the the kind of old-time babyface, 
true grit kind of character or, um, you know, just uh, Hell in a Cell matches, whatever the story was. I really, when I look at this, I just always think we're storytellers. We Edge, make movies. Edge, you, you, did you try intentionally to make it different or did it just happen that way? I, I, I'm sitting here kind of at a loss because uh, guys are not supposed to be innovative when they get late in their careers. They're, you kind of go and play the hits, kind of, you know, kind of <laughs> been the way that it's been. Like, did you, did you, int- was it your intention to be different? Yeah, because I, I love this. And I always try and put myself in the perspective of sitting in the seat. And sure, it's great to see somebody come back and do what they always do. That's cool for a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I always think recreation is fun and trying stuff. And even if it falls flat, Hey, you tried something, you know, I understand why a band plays a different set list every night rather than just doing the hits that everybody wants to hear, because for them, they want to try and create something different. They want to try and create a different atmosphere, a different mood, a different, uh, different experience for their fans. And, I still try to throw enough of the stuff that people know in there, but I, I really want to try new stuff. And I look at, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that I think that Jericho's a guy that does it. Taker was a guy that did it. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't want to come back and just do the same old, same old. I really wanted to try and come back and with this last run, go, okay, what can I do that's different? What can I do that will be fun and interesting for me? And hopefully for the audience as well. Um, and, man, I'm so happy that if you look at this Judgment Day story, it started last year at WrestleMania. And in today's climate, we're going to end it at this year's WrestleMania, like a full year program. And the goal of it was to raise the profile of Damian Priest and Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. And then the the ultimate surprise and and, and is Dom through all of this. And I'm so happy to see that. I think they're all in a better place than they were. And that's not because of me. I'm not saying that, but I think throughout this storyline, they've all been built to better places. And I think that's evident by their places on the show too, this year. Edge, um, Finn Balor and the demon one in the same, but completely different in the ring. Do you have a different, uh, strategy in the ring with the demon as you would Finn Balor? Absolutely. You know, I, I think, um, you know, Finn is, I mean, we all know what he is, right? He, he, what he brings to the table in terms of his skill, where he's been worldwide, what he can do in the ring. Um, I always love when guys or girls have alter egos that they can dip into. I always, I always dug that. Um, that they can pull out every once in a while and it stays special. Um, it's an alter ego. We call him dickhead. Wow. Wow. Why would you say that? I said, LaGreca has an alter ego. We call him dickhead. That's terrible. Wow. Come on. My wife is, wait a a second. My wife wife is listening. (laughs) My wife's, my whole family is listening to this show today. Bully. I was trying. You know to, what? I was trying to pop edge. You know what? Please? Edge, you see what I got to deal with. Accomplished. 
<laughs> you, you know what, Bully? You have one, and that is asshole. So there you go. <laughs> I raise you. <laughs> Tommy, can you go, please? I'm sure. glad I can be the instigator for all of this, by the way. <laughs> I can see you right now stirring the pot. Just, just stirring it. Edge, uh, you keep talking about your last run. And which kind of leads me towards thinking that you're thinking of either hanging it up or, you know, this is going to end soon. Number one, I would say, I mean, as your friend and as a fan, you're putting on some of your best work. How would you want to leave? Or two, are you really thinking about saying goodbye? So, listen, I don't want to be the guy who, when a young guy like Austin Theory or something looks at the lineup sheet and goes, I got edge. Whew. All right. This is going to be some work. I I don't want to get there. I want Austin Theory to look at it and go, whoa, okay, cool. I get to work edge. Just like I did when I looked at the sheet and saw him working Mr. Perfect. You know, that's the feeling I want guys to still have. That's the feeling I want the audience to have. I don't want to go past my sell-by date, and I'm very cognizant and aware that that's coming. You know, I'm going to be 50 in October. There's only so far you can go at the level that I want to be able to do it at. You know what I mean? I still want to be able to be involved in a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania if I'm around with a guy like Finn Balor who's at the top of his game. I don't want to stick around until that's not the case. So perfect world i'd love to retire in toronto do i know exactly when that that is no i don't um there's a lot of mitigating factors into that but this is the last run there's no doubt about that the minute that i came out of the royal rumble in 2020 it started my last run i mean there's there's no other way around it and is that last run going to be three years well it's already past three years we're moving into four now Will it make it to five? I'm not entirely sure. That's going to be up to my body, which feels great. Uh, my mind, um, which still feels like it's clicking on more cylinders than it ever has. So, you know, I, I don't know. I still have a few things on the list that I'd like to check off, um, people that I, I'd like to work. So, um, I don't know. But more importantly than all of that, I love being home with my girls. Yep. Wow. When, when are you going to join the 50 Club? The, uh, I, October. October, also. So you're going to come back on with us, and uh, we're going to do a celebration, birthday celebration with Edge? As long as it doesn't involve too many cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to mail you a, a Carnegie Deli cheesecake if you come on the show. <laughs> I won't send you the 12 inch this time, I'll, I'll get like an eight. You know what, though, Edge, okay, Mark brings right. up a, a good point. Mark brings up a really good point because I remember in your, you know, when, when you did have to step away and retire, you talked about, hey, now I can enjoy ice cream again. And, like, you had, you know, then coming back and being in phenomenal shape like you are. How difficult was it to kind of just change your mindset again, change your physical, like, what you were doing? Like, how difficult was that for you to do? Uh, actually, it, it wasn't because it was the girls. I have my two daughters that really caused the change. Um, you know, it's been documented. Beth and I went through a rough year losing, you know, our parents. And, and that got us in a really, like, looking back now, we're depressed. You know, and, and who wouldn't be, right? But it was carrying the girls upstairs one night for bedtime. And I was pretty blown up when I got to the top of the stairs. And I went, well, hold on. Now, wrestling's not even anywhere 
on the horizon. The ship's on the other side of the world. Like, I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking I got to get healthy for these girls because we started having kids when I was 40. So I'm going to be an older dad. I'm going to be Gandalf taking them to, you know, high school dances and dropping them off. But I want to be healthy. So that started it. And then from there, it became discipline again. And once it's discipline, then it's just second nature. Gym in the house, I got no excuses. So all I got to do is walk out to that garage. And if I don't do that, then I'm an asshole. So between that, between changing the diet, it just flipped everything. It flipped my mindset and made me realize my mom wouldn't want me to be doing this. She'd want me to be out crushing life. And uh, so that's what did it, you know. And, and then everything started feeling great. And from there, it was like I'm doing all my own stunt scenes in these TV shows. So what about that? Because <laughs> that's what I really want to do. Um, I got my last two questions for you. You were at a WrestleMania. Um, so from a fan's point of view, your favorite WrestleMania moment, and then from Edge's career point of view, Edge's favorite WrestleMania moment. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 See, I'm, I'm a real make, broadcast. Make sure I'm a real right broadcaster. Answer. Just going to tell the truth. That was Mark Henry Undertaker. <laughs> Well, I mean, Mark, I love you. I love Taker. But when I think of the Hogan Andre body slam, oh, man. And yep. I think of where I was at in my fandom and how just yeah. wide I, open I was to feel that excitement. And then at WrestleMania 6, to be sitting there and feel, literally feel everything that was happening when Hogan and Warrior were facing off. I mean, it's you can't explain to people outside of our industry what it makes you feel right we all know and it's moments like that and then when i even in the industry years later and i'm on the show and i see rock and hogan facing off and i feel and see that crowd man like that that's that's what this whole thing is about. It's like when you can get a stadium of people on their feet reacting to a story that you're telling with your eyes, with your body, what a gift, you know? Um, it's, it's just, to me, it's the ultimate form of entertainment. It really is. It always will be. Um, from my own standpoint, you know, I, I got a few things that stand out for me, you know, the spear on Jeff and TLC. I mean, and and then just to watch what all the other boys in the match were doing. You know, I could sit there as a as a viewer front row while I was licking my wounds from a you know, a bump and you know, watch Bubba and Matt sail through all those tables and go, Ah, oh, okay, we did it. We did it and that sense of relief and that sense of accomplishment and that sense of all right, guys, we wanted to steal this and I feel like we just did it. You know, there there's nothing that you can try and put into words that explains that feeling. And then, you know, running towards those ropes to spear fully into those flames. You know, there's, it was like, ah, oh, what am I doing? I, I didn't think this through, but, but landing. And even though my arm is smoking going, ah, oh, okay, we did it. And that was twofold because I was angry. I wasn't in the main event. So I was like, I'm going to show everybody. And Mick's going to get a moment here. And, and that's what that felt like. So I think, and then, man, like you're coming down to the ring in the main event 
last to face Undertaker for the World Heavyweight Championship with the streak on the line. You know, and, and now I fast forward, and I treat every WrestleMania like it's my last WrestleMania. I have to, because everyone could be. And I'm going to be going into the ring with a guy who I think is just uber talented in a match that I love, that in a match that means something again. It means the end of something again, and I'm proud to be part of bringing that back too. Uh, you know, along with a lot of other people. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just it, I look at it now, and I appreciate and I soak in every nanosecond that I have of this because I didn't have it for nine years, and I got it again, and I know it's not for long. So I am just appreciating every aspect of it. Nice, Edge. Two things I took out of that is you you still have that ambition of follow this mentality as well as you said that you got pissed that you weren't in the main event, that you felt like I deserved to be in that spot. Um, do you still feel that you deserve to be in that main spot? And do you still get pissed when you're not? Uh, you know, part of me always thinks I, I could, you, you can throw me in there. I got it. You know, uh, but I also realize that there's guys that have to do that now. You know what I mean? And if, hey, you want to put me and Brian and, and Roman in there, got it. Okay. And and we want to strap a rocket to Roman. Okay. I, I can I can get that job done along with Brian. Cool. We got it. And Roman will obviously do his thing too. But I understand that, you know, it's not always going to be that way. It just, by its very nature, by my age, by all of those things. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not hungry. That'll never go away. It doesn't mean that I'm not, every time I go out there, because I didn't have it for so long, I'm leaving everything out there. When I come out to that ring, I'd like to think our audience understands that guy is having the time of his life. He is living his best life, as they say, right? When I come out, I am thrown as much of the enjoyment that I'm having and the energy that I have at them because I know if I do that, they're going to throw it back at me. And now we've got this cool reciprocal communal kind of thing going on. And this is kind of off topic of, of your question, but I feel like now it's much more Adam out there. The veil has been pulled back, and I think our audience kind of understands that. So, hey, if you want to put me in the main event, I'm there. Damn right I'm there. But I also realize at this stage I'm more like the DH. Okay. I love it. And, Edge, I want to really appreciate you taking the time. I know this is a busy weekend for you, but the fact that you came on with us, man, I wish you all the luck in the world. We'll be watching. The world would be watching. And, and thanks, as always, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Love being on. You know that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm George Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. We bring very bad news, though. MLB, it just was announced, will be shuttered forever, never to return again. April Fools! <laughs> gotcha! Don't worry. Baseball's back, and so are we. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can join us. Download the Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. You just got pumped! We got to get into this match that you're having with Grayson Waller because it's an unsanctioned match. And yeah. he's been able to do something that's pretty crazy in the fact that he's gotten into your head. Because Has of, he, though? Because. <laughs> how could he not? He because of what house. he did in he front did. of your family, I know. in front of your home. Mm. I mean, it's been a while since we've been able to see that. It's pretty crazy. It is. Uh, but you mentioned Grayson Waller getting into my head. Look, I have a deep, dark history with unsanctioned matches in NXT. True. Yes, you do. With a guy by the name of Tommaso Ciampa. And you want to talk about getting into someone's head, Tommaso Ciampa knows how to get in someone's head. And I said when I came back that Grayson Waller, the last guy to take me out, was Tommaso. So I kind of wanted to see what Grayson would do with that rub, so to say. And what did he do with it? Nothing. He did absolutely nothing. He had two chances at the NXT Championship, and he failed both times. Wow. Tommaso Ciampa went on to become one of the greatest NXT champions of all time after he took me out. So that's why I waited so long. I wanted to see what Grayson Waller would do with that moment. He did nothing. So his time is up. You got to come and Now it's straight. time to uh, settle the score a bit. Okay. Are okay. You, do you think you're more, are you more aggressive now as a father? Are the Papa Bear instincts kicking in, or have you softened because of your love for your son? That's tough, because obviously all the Bluey watching, would you'd think that would soften me up. Uh, but Bluey, a lot of people don't know, hard no show. Hard no show. <laughs> a lot of hard-hitting things on Bluey, guys. Trust me. What's uh, Bluey? You're on the Bluey. Kids show. Oh, come on. Bluey Ray, come on. Bluey, Bluey Ray. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop. Yeah, someone Photoshop that. Photoshop, everyone get it going. Uh, I, I mean, did I will say my protective instincts are a little deeper now. Uh, obviously, you've seen my history in NXT with, you know, Austin and Indy. They, I mean, they say NXT is developmental. It developmentaled me to be a father. Now I'm a real father. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. But, yeah, I will say... What's your baby's name? Quill. Okay, so Quill uh-huh. has already had a, a TV moment. He has, yeah. I saw him reach for you when you're... 
Quill's got more got, got more moments than a lot of people. I know, I know. <laughs> trust me, trust me. When that red light turns on, he can bang. He's ready to go. <laughs> but the protective instincts are here. You're gonna, you're ready to be more aggressive. Now you're fighting for a family, a real family. Your blood. Yeah. I am, and obviously, I will say, being a dad changes. I'm sure a lot of guys know. Being a dad changes the way you view things. It changes the way you view everything. Yeah. For a long time, 15, 17 years of my career, obviously there's Candace, but. Like, you're kind of just doing things for yourself. But now I'm doing things for my lasting legacy for my son. Yep. I'm doing things to set him up for the future. But also, I want him to be able to be very proud of his dad. And the lasting image of NXT, of Quill on NXT, is me laying in my front lawn down, Grayson Waller standing above me, and my son reaching for me. That's not the image I want him to remember. I want him to remember Johnny Gargano at Stand and Deliver, standing above Grayson Waller, while Grayson Waller is a beaten, maybe bloody mess laying in that ring. Ooh, that's is your family going to be Busted there open. tomorrow <laughs> Yes, Quill and Candice will be there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Hey, excuse me, what did it uh, feel like for you to come back to NXT? That moment, yeah. and we all work for moments, uh-huh. but I mean, that has been your national home. I mean, you, if there was any talent that was as associated with a brand, it was you there. there there's a, I get a lot of comparisons to you, obviously, yep. Tommy, with ECW, uh, of my, uh, my run with NXT, how it, my heart and soul yes. of NXT. Um, so to be able to come back there, it was a moment that was in the works for a long time. Obviously, when I came back to WWE, that was always in the back of my mind. The moment Grayson Waller took me out, if things were to work out and I was going to come back to WWE, I knew that we would settle the score sometime, someplace, right place, right time. Um, and to be able to come back in NXT and have that moment, hear that crowd, uh, and have it be a complete 100% surprise. Say what you want about the Garganos. Garganos can keep a secret. No one knows when we're showing up anywhere. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, to have that moment again uh, really filled my heart with much joy. And it's an amazing thing. And I'm very excited for Stan and Deliver tomorrow to kind of get one more takeover event under my belt and uh, wrap my story up the right way. I was happy. Excuse me. I was happy that then the next week you're also on Raw. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be juggling both or are you just? You- As it stands right now, for me, tomorrow, Stan and Deliver, takeover, that's the end of Johnny Gargano's story in NXT. Yeah, and it's going to end the right way by taking Grayson Waller out. Nice. Yeah. And we, with regard to the main roster, to Monday Night Raw, Johnny, while you have been up there, what's the number one thing that you've learned the most or that has shocked you the most about being up there? As you, like, you guys know, like, we've all been around this for a very, very long time. Um, and I've been in the WWE system for over seven years at this point, whether it be NXT or not. Um, nothing really shocks me anymore. Nothing really surprises me. Um, it's just one of those things where you just need to be consistent on a weekly basis. As we talked about last time we did an interview, making the most out of the time you have, whatever that is, whatever you're given, whatever you got, you make the most out of it. You show up and you put heart, you put passion, you put drive into everything you do. And I think that is what carries over. When people see whether you have three minutes, you have 12 minutes, you have 15 minutes, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to leave it in that ring no matter what, because I love this, I care about this, and I want this to be great. I want no matter what I'm doing to be great. And I feel like if you're in the crowd, if you're an audience, and you see someone out there giving their all, you can't help but say, you know what, this guy genuinely cares, yeah. let's root him on. Yeah. So John, if you, let, let just with that passion, let's say you show up to Raw one night, you look at the lineup, your name is not there. Mm-hmm. How do you proceed with business? 
do you just chalk it up to I'm not on TV tonight? Or are you going and asking around, hey, how come I'm not on TV tonight? What can I do to get some TV time? I'm always going to want to be better, no matter what. And uh, you can say what you want about me, but one of the things that I have... Uh, I don't say going for me is I'm the ultimate perfectionist and I'm always going to want more. Um, I believe if you got into, the, I'm going to say into this business, but if you get into this business and you don't want to main event WrestleMania, you shouldn't be in this business. You always want more. You always want to be the top dog. Um, so I'm always going to do whatever I can to be in that position. I know for guys like me, that isn't very likely. Like, so yes, I, I, you're going to go and yeah, ask for some yeah, TV Guys band. like me, like I, I am... <laughs> You say what you want about being an underdog. Like, I have, I've accepted, and I know this, because this has been my story for a very, very long time. I'm never going to be the guy you look at and say, that is my number one draft pick. That's not me. I know that already. But what I proved and what I have proven with NXT already, a lot of people may not remember this story, but I did an NXT tryout where I was told no. I was told there was no spot for me in NXT. I was told I would never be in NXT. And what did I do? Some years later, I took over that promotion. I became the face of that promotion. Through drive, work ethic, and a nonstop, never say die attitude, I I believe I have what it takes to do that on a bigger scale as well. I just know it's going to take a little bit more time, and I view myself as a long game guy. I don't view myself as a guy that's going to show up day one and kick the door down and say I'm in the main event. It's going to take time. It's going to take equity. It's going to take patience. I think people forget that about Johnny, like because you just associate him so much with NXT and the heights that he got there. But even when you and Tommaso were in NXT, you weren't yeah. in NXT. We never had you a contract. Were, right. You were brought in as just guys. <laughs> Enhancement like, okay, talent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of us, and people don't remember that. Yeah. Is that the history that you look to repeat where it's like, I don't remember a time where this guy wasn't the superstar of this promotion. I think that's maybe the hard part for fans that know what I'm capable of. Yeah. Uh, fans that have seen like the, the five-star matches and the big takeover matches. People want that Johnny now. Because yeah. they've been along for the ride. But there's a lot of fans that haven't been along for the ride. A lot of fans, and I, I'm open to like a lot of fans don't know who I am yet. They're introduced to me for the first time. Some fans just watch Monday Night Raw. And they've never seen NXT before. And that's a very real thing. Uh, and it's something where uh, it's going to take time. People always see the end result and they want that. But it's going to, I keep saying it's going to take time, but it, that's what it works. I look at you as one of those guys that get over because of how good you are in the ring. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you remember this tag team called the Rockers, Shawn Michaels stood out. Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, Bret Hart, because he was the hardest worker, to steal what the Rock said, the hardest worker in the room. If you're out there like LA Knight, 45, you gotta bump the hardest, you gotta do it. And that's a big part of your getting over. Mm -hmm. And it's worked for a lot of WWE superstars. I said it before, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, you're in that mode because the fans love you, and as long as you continue to perform at that level, they're like, this is our guy. Yeah. And yeah. because they can relate to you. I think it's all about rewarding them for tuning in, too. They know if they tune in and they see a Johnny Gargano match, I am never going to give less than 110% for them because they deserve that. Tommy yeah. said something really special there. He said that uh, you were chosen by the fans. The fans love you. Like, my son was the one that turned me on to you. He's like that. I remember. Yeah. He, he's like the heart and soul of wrestling. Like, I mean, the, there's nobody on the indies that get the reactions like he. And, and I wasn't watching the indies back then. Uh, but once I started and I saw you, like, I saw what it was that you were. Like, you are a true wrestler. Like, we, we, they always have these comparisons. 
Are you a wrestler? Are you a sports entertainer? Like you, you, you're the best of both. Like they're like you actually hover the line as being great in both, and everybody can't do that. Like you know, you should take a lot of pride in the I, fact I, that I, you're I pride able to myself do that. on versatility. I think versatility yeah. is the best uh, tool you can have in wrestling uh, to be able to weave in and out of any possible situation. Uh, I feel like that gives you such a different dynamic in wrestling, but also gives you a longevity where you can you say you. It's, I, I always compare wrestling to a TV show. You know, you watch a TV show for so long, and if a character's the same way for a certain time, you get bored of that character. Sometimes you need to pivot, you need to transition, you need to show different things. And uh, I always feel like me, I work best in the realm of a story. Uh, have you seen if the, the reason I got to where I did in NXT wasn't just because the matches were so good. It was because the stories were so good. Right, right. There wouldn't be a Johnny Organa if it wasn't for the DIY story. And I feel like that, obviously, telling stories is the essence of what we do. Did that really grab the main roster of the WWE, that DIY, the, uh, the story with Dexter Loomis? Is that probably what attracted them more than even what you were able to do in the squared circle? Uh, I mean, I think that the story was... <laughs> so they see him work. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, that, but I think that's like the, that's the, that's the definition of what we do. You tell a great story, and then at the end of that story, you have a match. And that match needs to live up to what that story was. And I think me and Tommaso, two guys who, again, were told no, were told that we would never be in NXT. We were able to tell that story and then have those matches that deliver. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this weekend for us. Uh, congratulations on all the success and good luck tomorrow with Grayson Waller in that unsanctioned match at Stand and Deliver. So thanks for giving us your time. Thank today. you, guys. Appreciate you know, anytime you guys need me, I'm here for you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.